Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular episode, it actually is all about reality television. What, Folks, what, what? we are going to be recapping the 12th season of The Challenge or the Real World Road Rules Challenge. Uh, this is Fresh Meat, folks, Season 12, Episode 1, entitled Kicking Things Off. And we're going to be recapping the entire season on our Patreon. So if you want to listen to those recaps, head over there and subscribe because we're giving you one today. But guess what's on the Patreon right as we speak? Well, that's the first episode and the second episode. That's right. You get two. We're going to be dropping two episodes of the Fresh Meat Recaps every Thursday on our Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash realityblows. Or just go to realityblowspodcast.com and click on our little Patreon button over there. And you can sign up for that $5 bonus tier. Not only will you get all of these recaps, but you also get two bonus episodes of month where Ash and I just kind of shoot the shit or do whatever we want to do. We talk about our lives. Yeah, it's just kind of more of us, but in a more, I think, relaxed way, wouldn't you say? I think that we're unedited on the Patreon. Unedited. And, and I say that because you refuse to edit us. That's right. That's right. It is actually a problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, a few people have asked for this, so we're finally doing it. We're doing some retro recaps, and we're going to do Fresh Meat now, and who knows if we like this we may and if you like this more importantly we may actually go ahead and do um other ones after this season but if you're like hey i've never seen fresh meat it's weird uh you guys are recapping it i don't even know where to start well you can start by just listening to our recaps because as you know we recap scene by scene and we talk about it and some people just like our recaps but if you want the full experience well you can go to the cbs all access app and they have actually just absorbed a bunch of mtv shows and you can watch season 11 through season 30 whatever commercial free over there so we're starting with season 12 which is fresh meat and uh this season is a blast wouldn't you say ash well i have no idea i mean i'm a newcomer to the challenge let's not forget that i started with bloodlines that's my first season and so i don't even know what i'm getting into but i do know everyone looks shockingly young very young except coral coral looks to be about 39 here i mean shane <laughs> okay first off i don't even know coral i mean how crazy is that coral is mrs bow from uh, i mean not bow bow as in friend from uh, season 10 back to new york i mean i know coral in the sense that like she's revered by challenge fans but i don't i've never seen her on a season right did you watch when when they were doing like the preview of like some season uh like it was probably like season like 18 or 19 and coral came in to like host something Mm -mm. and everybody kind of rolled their eyes at old coral it was it was it was an awkward situation but i do remember that now yeah no coral was like a, a big timer back in the day as far as the challenge she was a good competitor i don't think she would hold up to any of the competitors on today's challenge um they are real athletes most of the people on here are kind of drunken college kids i mean the party that has this first episode is wild it's wild um shane looks like he's just a little baby boy I with know. the full head of hair shane still though having his like uh just so biting with his commentary mm, mm-hmm. yeah he had some choice words in some interviews i appreciated that um nick you wanted the, to do this episode or this season we were talking about doing this season because it is tj's second season as hosting right um and it is uh wes's first season yep on the challenge we're big west fans in this house and there's a lot of people who are introduced in this season who are uh big players for the next few seasons yes a lot of a uh, mark key names for the next bunch of seasons on this show and uh, it's fun because i do feel like fresh meat is kind of like where the new school uh begins see Uh, i think of the new school as the young bucks but that's just because that's when i started watching so i guess new school's relative it is relative I, i think um what it felt like to me was before fresh meat and before this the challenges got a little more serious it almost felt like at the end of each real world and road rule season, like all the cast would get together and have like a field day where they would like do like the the egg on a spoon mm. and like a three legged race. Are you talking <laughs> about like the end of the year party? Yeah, it kind of felt like if you ever watched like their first season, which I believe was I think it was Challenge Two Thousand or something like that. Maybe that was the second season. It's it felt like it happened on a long weekend oh. and in like a field. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it sounds low budget. 
Well, it kind of felt a lot like um, what they do on Champs for Stars and stuff oh. like that. Super low, you know, res bullshit, like kind of more carnival gamey stuff. Like mm. a lot of like, you're getting in whipped cream and you're going to have to get messy and like, oh no, like can you get all of the, uh, you know, uh, water balloons to your end before they pop? Sounds like Second Chances, which was the very brief Are You the One spinoff that only lasted one season. I watched that with you, and we yeah. talked about it on this show. You I don't remember it. Recall none You're of looking it. at me like you recall don't remember none it. Of it. I remember there was like a hike at one point that that was like a challenge. Like, who can get to the top quick? Yeah. But it was like just a little hike. It wasn't, they weren't scaling a mountain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it felt it felt way more low budge and, and sort of just smaller. It just felt smaller. And so, it, it got more extreme, I think, once TJ shows up in mm. season 11. Well, it should. I mean, he's an extreme guy. I mean, they had Dave Mira before that, and he was a he was also an extreme guy. Was he a BMX biker? I believe he was. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So the way Fresh Meat works is that you have um, they have twelve alumni, and those are people who have been on either the Road Rules or the Real World, and they will be paired up with twelve newbies, and they're called Fresh Meat. Let's uh, just go over the alumni before we get into this episode. Let's just talk about who is there. And how we feel about them. Sure. First up is Durrell. I know Durrell from my viewing of the challenge, which again is a much later chapter. I've always known him as sort of like a very even keeled father. That is my version of Durrell in my mind. Um, He's a lot younger here. He is from Road Rules Campus Crawl. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to this uh, season twelve, Durrell. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'll tell you, Durrell doesn't get messy. He just wins competitions and he's good at it. So I wouldn't. Even though um, I should say I don't remember. We've watched two episodes of this so far. I don't remember any of it yeah you said that right away like we were about five minutes into the first episode and you were like i must have not watched this and then you looked up the date it came out in 2006 and you were like yeah that was kind of a lost year for me well i had started college in 2006 i graduated high school in 2005 and i was in my freshman year of hofstra over there um you know i was the age of a casey and evelyn Um, here's my thing if you graduate in 2005 that's the spring don't you start college in 2005 yeah i guess i did so i (laughs) but this was march 2006 it doesn't really matter it was a lost year i was doing stand-up comedy then at that point yeah everything's lost so uh yeah i don't recall i know i watched it I know I've seen this at least once because okay. I've seen, I went ahead and found all the episodes and watched them, but I'd watched them like in one long week. Now so. Nick is talking about the time in our life when he found every season of the challenge, he put it on a hard drive and then he watched them back to back for a week. And I think that was when we decided you were depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but there's nothing that'll grab you out of a depression more than watching, you know. Uh, West uh, belittle women on <laughs> for season after season. Belittle women sounds so close <laughs> to little women. Yeah, but it ain't. I wanted it to be. It's fun to watch a season with you that's an old school season where you don't know what's going on because we do have um, in the first two episodes that we watched, someone does go into a sort of elimination type thing called exile. That's what they call it. And you didn't know the outcome. And so that was exciting for me. I do not know who wins this season now what you're doing is you're sh- you're you have a wiki thing up and now you know everything i don't know anything i just want to talk about who these people are uh, i'll say that i we, let's go right through this entire cast but just to put a button in what i was when i realized i hadn't seen this thing was during the like like competition that that showed how they got on the show mm. like i just don't recall that at all and i would because when I think of fresh meat, I think of their, I think of fresh meat too, and their competition, which was a little bit more sprawling, a little bit more intense, and the characters would get off there: Car Marie and Laurel, and a few other people there. So um, that's in a bunch of see, that's way further down the line than this. And what you're talking about when you say competition is in the first few minutes of this episode, which we will talk about. They um, they give us like a highlight reel of what they call the preseason season sort of stats where they took these fresh meat players and they had them do drills like climbing walls and doing puzzles and then they were each given a stat card and that comes into play in a little bit let's go through this alumni list up 
next, we have Johanna from the real world Austin. Johanna, she is uh, the girlfriend of Wes. That's all I really know about her. And that she's a model now. Well, we watched uh, The Island, which was the show that I wanted to watch, I think, initially when we started talking about doing this. And you remember her storyline on Oh, yeah. She was hooking up. She She was was hooking hooking up up with with Kenny. Kenny, who gets debuted uh, on this season as well. And and yes, this is when she is in the throes of a relationship with good old Wes. Wes, who looks like a neo-Nazi here, and Johanna, a little puffier than you'd imagine. And you're saying that because Wes has a mohawk? Is that He's got a mohawk, and he's also, he's just so white. He's really just the (laughs) whitest guy that's ever lived. And a militant attitude. Mm, speaking of um, Austin, we have a, f- a, a lot of the people here are from the real world Austin season because it had just aired. And so MTV's casting just pulled on them. So that's Johanna. We mentioned Wes, a young Wes. We have Melinda and Danny, who are a couple. So we have four people from the real world Austin. And then other alumni we have are... Can I say something about the real world Austin? Please, yeah. Uh, first of all, it's not odd that there's four people from Austin on the show. It's something that they do. The incumbent season always has huge representation because they're trying to make stars out of the new people. You know, Not everybody's going to stick now. Um, it's interesting that they picked, they did pick the most dynamic people from that season. Uh, they were in relationships on that season. Um, I would like to say that Melinda and Danny are two of my least favorite challengers of all time. Wow. Specifically Danny, crybaby, whiny, thinks he's so much better than he actually is on these shows. And I remember um, it all came back to me watching him compete uh, today when we were watching the show. So, Mm. uh, yeah, I I hate Danny. I really don't like Danny. Melinda is kind of a wet rag. She really just doesn't do nothing for me. Mm. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. glad. Glad to get that info. Johanna. Like Johanna, she's she stirs up a little bit of trouble. As you know, Wes is uh, is is big around these parts. Whether it's earned or or we should like him or not, we do like him over here. Um, and he becomes a legend as uh, as we all uh, as we all know as challenge fans. But Johanna never was the best competitor in the world competitor in the world, but had so many storylines on on the challenges that uh, kind of mixed things up, and a lot of it having to do with the the really rough breakup mm. between Wes and Johanna. Um, a lot of that stemming from the island when she hooks up with Kenny. They buy a house together. There's that wow. whole ruins season, I believe, where like the half of a storyline is like Johanna is like not on the show, but they talk about her and the fact that she's living in the house that they bought together, and he's trying to keep the relationship going when everybody's making fun of Wes um, and that all kind of starts all of the West storylines with him being playing from the bottom uh, in a lot of the seasons I had no idea really starts from from this first season that, that and we'll talk about it when we get to it but very interesting um, uh, beginnings for Wes I think Johanna was on the ruins she could have been, yeah. And I think I remember them having a conversation about their house. Yes. Um, next... and then, and, oh, but there was something going on with Kellyanne. Where yeah, he was like, hooking up he with was her. He with Kellyanne. It was a whole thing. Ruins is my, is was one of one of the classic seasons. Some people we've already mentioned. Shane, I'm a big fan. He's from Road Rules Campus Crawl as well. Um, Coral is from the real world back to New York. Excited to see Coral. Tanya, the real world Chicago. I saw her on the ruins. This is will be my second time watching her on a season. And, and you know, this Tanya you're seeing here is she still has it together a bit. You know, um, I would say ruins Tanya is pretty down and out mm. as far as like it just she shouldn't have been on that show. She just didn't seem she didn't seem like she had it together enough to be in like a situation like that. Next up is Katie Doyle from Road Rules the Quest. I don't know anything about Katie. Katie is huge. Katie is a classic, terrible competitor. Gets made fun of the entire time. I would say, like, she, uh, Kenny, and I would say that the um, Johnny Bananas style um, hazing that goes on uh, where I think today would make people go, that guy's such a fucking asshole, like, get him off the show. And he really doesn't even do it anymore. But, um, you know, just him picking on people relentlessly 
in a situation where people can't escape and making them go crazy, I feel like was uh, started with a couple of the guys that are on this sh- season with people like Katie and Tanya. Mm. Real punching bags um, in a in a bad way. Like, I mean, like, Katie gets picked on, picked on, picked on. There is the season, which might also be ruins, where she loses her shit because every day she comes back to her bed and somebody put the plunger under her toilet, under oh. her uh, under her pillow. That would make me nuts. So, I mean, yes, Katie's kind of known for blowing her gasket because she's get she can't handle how much picking on. But she's also kind of a drunk, fun person to watch. Not a great competitor. Pretty messy and really volatile. Next up is Tina from Road Rule South Pacific. I also know nothing about Tina. Tina is like brassy, mouthy, crazy, Got things loud. to say. Decent competitor. I think people feel that, I, I think there was a thought that she was a really hard competitor mm. um, to the point where, if you remember the classic um, CT Johnny Bananas moment in which uh, he comes out as uh, you know a mercenary in that season and puts picks Johnny up quote unquote like a backpack. You're talking about the backpack scene, and then throws him in a garbage can. What you don't see is right before that, uh, Tina came out as uh, whoever she was going up against mercenary. You don't, re- I don't remember who that was, and I believe Tina lost. Oh, so um, people thought. I think she was thought of as very very tough. I I never really thought so I, right. I, I think she was just more fun on tv super loud uh, uh super crazy next up is derek from road rules extreme i know derek we all know derek i mean derek's you know derek's derek he's still kind of trying to be on the show a little bit but mm. um i was never the biggest derek fan but um you know diminutive but really has fight like a pit bull you don't want to go up against them in in a pole pole grab or whatever next up is theo von road rules maximum velocity tour i know theo von because comics talk about theo von and that is the only reason i know theo von he's a comedian now and you can watch his netflix special if you want and i'm not a big fan of his comedy but i was a big fan of him when he was on the challenge he is a old school beast old school challenge beast gift of gab really fun to sort of watch do interviews from new orleans i believe good good accent uh, now he has like a huge podcast and is probably one of the more successful people. I would say right under, um, not right under, but probably second to The Miz as far as careers go mm. post-challenge. He's actually our first confessional on this first episode, our first interview. Should we just get into it? Let's get into it, Ash. This is a recap of Kicking Things Off, the first episode of season 12 of Fresh Meat. It starts with uh, some clips of audition tapes, which made me feel nostalgic. We get an interview from Theo, Evan, Diem, Kenny. And then we get an interview from Tanya, and she has no voice. Now, the interviews, I didn't write down these first interviews because they were basically like, they're going to be on the challenge. These kids don't know what they're getting into. I'm going to play hard. It was a lot of just sort of the most general sound clips of people being like, Basically just looking at the audience and saying, this season is about to start. And I'll tell you what, it was fucking smash and grab as far as how quick the first five to eight minutes of this first episode went. I mean, it was just like, is this the pace throughout the entire... I was like, this is unrecapable. It was unrecapable. Everything changed every second, it felt like. And it also was not necessarily edited for clarity. Can we talk a little bit about like what their theme is here? There is, yes, I'd love to. There, there. At first, in my notes, I described it as like a hacker theme. Yes. It's like all the the visuals are surrounded by this frame that looks like, uh, you know, something from the mainframe. Looks like something from the Matrix, like yeah. green numbers like, running. Like a green grid. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so this is a hacker theme. But then when we get into the intro of the actual show, it's a video game theme. Y- yeah, you see TJ, who has like an Xbox controller, and he's playing game and he's picking like players and his game characters and the characters happen to be the players on the challenge so Mm. you get like a 360 visual of them there's also this point where he's like popping up like anonymous like a hacker behind a bad green screen i would say that the uh green screen very much uh um first of all zooms backgrounds 
kick the shit out of this green screen as far as clarity goes. This is <laughs> this is so bad. And I have to, I mean, we like, have to accept the fact that when this came out, it probably looked sick as hell. It really probably did look sick as hell. Aspect ratio is tiny. Um, even though it's 2006, they still haven't had widescreen televisions yet. I mean, they're, they were there, but they weren't really making TV. You ha there was actually, and, and this is dating me probably, but there was a, uh, if you folks remember, like, in on cable, like in two thousand and four or five or six, there was actually a network owned by um, Mark Cuban called HD Network. I don't know what the hell you're talking it about. It turned into Esquire Network, which turned into Fusion. I think. Ooh, Fusion got ran into the ground. Yeah, so I think that's how it went. But HD Network was the whole thing was is like. Every show on here is HD for like your HD television. Oh. It was just, but there was some good stuff. Dave Hill, comedian, had a television show on HD network called King of Miami. That's cool. It was like a man on the street, King of Miami. So yes, this is uh, the small, not HD aspect ratio. Um, and if you want it, if you're not going to watch the show and you want to know what this background looks like, go on your Instagram um, stories right now and just click that like green screen background new feature that they have. And uh, like, just stick like a matrix uh, grid behind you, and what you're viewing is what they put on television. It's so weird how things age because we're watching this and we're like, oh my god, this looks so old. And we and we, as we told you before, this came out in 2006. If someone had forced me to guess, and I had no idea when the challenge had happened, like if I couldn't put the challenge in terms of my mem in the context of my memory. I would have guessed mid-90s. Yeah. That's how bad this technology looks. Yeah. So we go through all of this, and then all of a sudden, we're in sort of, I don't know, like a high school auditorium? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, first of all, they're in Australia. They're in Australia. So they must have went to like some small auditorium it's, in Australia. It, it looks like a middle school or high school auditorium. TJ's on the stage. and <laughs> Like the assistant principal. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like baggy jeans and flip-flops. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's a, a bunch of people sitting in a row. Are those the alumni or the fresh meat? The alumni were sitting in the audience. audience. Okay, so TJ's talking to the alumni, and he's like, these kids, and he's talking about the ones on the stage, he's like, they're all fresh and sexy. They're all fresh, and they're sexy. I think he's just trying to be funny when he said that. It was very interesting. Did I mention the baggy jeans and the flip-flops? You did. You I did. couldn't get over it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the looks on this show, like, I mean, it really does feel like 90s. Like, first of all, everybody has a hat on, and if you have a hat on and it's on correctly, you're a weirdo. I mean, if it's on, it needs to be cocked to the side, like, 18 degrees. Johanna has a frosted lip in all of her interviews. It yes. brings me back to my glossy frosted lip days working at the mall. So TJ says, listen, these fresh and sexy young meats, have, <laughs> <laughs> they've all done tests and trials. And here's here are their statistics. And you, alumni, you get to pick who your partner is going to be. It has to be the opposite sex. You have to pick your partner. And the way we're going to decide who picks their partner is we have this um, like rant. We have a draft machine, a, a random lottery, which is just like one of those bingo or it looks like yeah, it's like a bingo caller's little lottery machine that's yeah. like a tiny little ball and they have little balls inside and they turn it turn it turn it's it. like each ball has your name on it and he like yeah. cranks it and um this is the this is how it plays out these are the people and these are the the alumni the freshy fresh sexy meats that they pick all right let me explain you're, you got really explain. caught up in the fresh, sexy meats. <laughs> you didn't uh, think that was a good job? They're in a high school auditorium. <laughs> TJ's going to pull pull people's numbers, and whoever's number it was gets the pick. That's how they're doing the lottery here. And uh, Ashley has written down all the teams and the picks that they uh, uh, that they make. So, um, Ash, why don't we just go through the, the fresh meat? And first of all, it is a surprise to alumni. They all think they're coming in here going, boy, we are just going to stomp on. And that's what I think you were alluding to with like how what they were talking about with the game. It was basically people talking about the alumni talking about, wow, like look at those fresh, sexy meats up there. We're going to stomp the shit out of them. And then Tina's like, I hope they're not fast because all we do is drink uh, as alumni. Like, 
also, let's talk about how haggard everybody kind of looks. I did say Tanya has no voice in one because she's like, and then they better. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, you were smoking and drinking all night. But Nick is right. The alumni seem to think that they're going to be going against the fresh meat, as in alumni versus fresh meat. But TJ sets them straight. And he says, nah, alumni, you're going to come up here. You're going to look at their stat cards, and then you're going to pick who your partner is. And I don't know this for a fact, but I want to, f- I want to say that this is, if not the first, one of the first times they, they've, they've done a, this isn't like a 10 on 10 game where you get eliminated. Because it was real world versus road rules. So that's how it would go. You know, I think eventually they do Battle of the Seasons, which may be like season four. 10 or something like that which has smaller groupings but i do think it's kind of you know would be new to them the fact that they're in pairs here uh competing so um like i said it's going to be a draft i like that tj uses this language he calls it a draft and that they have like little sports stats card danny is up first and he picks an 18 year old Evelyn, oh my God, yeah. I can't believe it. Evelyn feels like she shouldn't be on television at this point. She's so young. And she's like, of course he picked me. I'm the best girl here. And I'm like, wow, I just know the arc that your confidence takes you on. I know your story. And I'm excited to watch your humble beginnings. Next up is Coral, who picks Evan. Then Darrell picks uh, Aviv. Am I saying that right? You are. Then Ta- and I'm not too sure you're going to have to say that that often. Mm, interesting. Tanya picks Johnny. Theo picks Chanda. Shonda? Shonda. Tina picks Kenny. Wes picks Casey. And then they do a little clip of Casey trying to climb up her wall in the preseason stats rundown. And she just keeps running into a wall and people are laughing at her. So we know right off the bat, Casey ain't no good. Next up is Johanna. She picks Jesse. Derek picks DM. Cute, cute little DM. Love her, love her, love her. Yes, but DM, like five to seven years older than everybody else there. 25 years old here. Yeah, 25. Can you imagine that being old? Yeah, it's crazy I mean, with the me. fresh meat people, it seems to be on the older end. But then you look at the challenge and who they bring in now. They're bringing in 30-year-olds for the first time. I don't think that they... I think it's been a long time since they had somebody under the age of 21 on the challenge. I agree with you. I think you're right. Eric picks Katie. Melinda picks Ryan. Shane picks Lynette. Then we have the little video game Katie picks Eric. Katie picks Eric. Eric's fresh meat. Yeah. Oh, I said Eric Mm -hmm. picks Katie. Katie picks Eric. Then we have the little, um, like I said, the video game intro. And then that brings us to the house. It's nighttime. Big Easy does like a fat guy dance before belly flopping into the pool. Now, Big Easy is Eric. He's known as Big Easy a little bit later. Uh, uh, Big Easy, uh, Eric, a, a, a great addition to this franchise. Uh, never could really get it under control as far as his athleticism um, on this show. And you know people like him his social game is fucking out of control uh, but his physical game n- not as there's not enough hey pick up this boulder and walk up this hill um it's a lot of can you climb a wall can you climb a rope can you swim fast so the point of this scene is just like we got a cool house and people are having fun nick when big easy does a fat guy dance you <laughs> laugh <laughs> You yeah, laughed. because I, I do like that he's brand new, but he's just like everybody's loving on him already. It made me laugh at him uh, jump flopping into a pool and doing a fat guy dance. It was great. Coral and Tanya are talking about their dudes. You know, there seems to be some sort of like, my guy's the best. No, my guy's the best. Evelyn licks Casey on the face. They're playing beer pong and they're trying to distract the people who they're playing against, but we can't really see. And Casey jumps up on Evelyn and really grinds on her hard. And then Evelyn licks Casey. And all I got to say is this looks like a freaking awesome party, dude. I mean, I'll say something right now. These people are partying a lot harder than you ever see anybody party on these shows. I haven't seen anyone party on the challenge in like five years. And this first episode was a party. I think there was... um. You know, uh, it was important to show the fun that's happening in the house 
on these earlier seasons. Um, now it's just so much about strategy. And, you know, you just, it used to be 50 50 partying, and then, you know, you get to see some gaming. And really, you don't get to hear any. I mean, you hear people throwing around alliance, say hey, they're an alliance here, we got to break up this alliance. And then it's a lot of like, we're going to smash them. Only person you're hearing talk a little bit of game strategy and in depth is Wes. Yeah, and he's also not doing a great job of it, but we'll get to that. But it is interesting that this this element has entered the challenge of it's also now about getting through shitty situations. There's no release and party. I mean, I guess they go to the bar. They go to a bar. What do you think about that? Is that the same as this house party that we're watching? I mean, uh, this is those, debauchery that we see. Those weird uh, total madness bar scenes. Where they rent out the place. No, nothing. And it's just Josh like. Josh ends up standing on the bar screaming. A bunch of grown ass people like in corner seats of the bar having talks about what's going to go on in the house. It, so different than what we're seeing here. I mean, this is a college ass party. This right is now. a college party. And then something happens that really sets the tone. For the rest of the episode, Wes kicks some guys out of their room. He goes, we have an intimacy problem. You guys got to get out of here. And it's sort of like the fresh meat bunks. But he's kicking them out so that um, he can have a little apartment type studio area with his best friend, Danny, his girlfriend, Joanna, uh, Johanna, and his best friend's girlfriend, Melinda. But the Austin cast. The Austin yeah, cast. They kick everybody out. They go, we need some intimacy here. And then you got Evan being like, yeah. And then he also, he ripped the fresh meat sign off the wall, which we did not see. Now, this seems to rub Evan the wrong way. People don't know how Evan's going to compete. He's brand new on this show. Um, he does have a good partner. People like Coral. Uh, I, I wonder if there was ever any thought to Wes, like maybe I shouldn't uh, piss off this person just in case they end up being uh, really good in this show. Now, if you are like me and you've watched all these shows and you just saw, you know, you saw the progression of the seasons, to me it starts being interesting here when you have Evan have his first sort of uh, negative talk about Wes because Wes has to play from the bottom for a bunch of seasons. And it's really Kenny and Evan and some other people holding him down there. They see Wes. They don't like Wes. They make sure Wes does not have an alliance and he's not welcome uh, around everybody else. And the first time these people get together, he kicks Evan out. So it's very interesting mm. to me, the beginning of Wes kind of, and his shitty attitude, Wes, just kind of coming on too strong, being too serious, coming in with a serious relationship that gets weird in front of everybody. He's really setting a poor tone for himself in this house. And uh, it there's no, it's all rough edges and corners with Wes. It, he's not socially doing a good job. He's not, doesn't seem like he can hang correctly. No, he seems socially awkward and inept. Yes. He's not, he, like you said, he's not doing a good job. Um, we get a clue. Danny has a Samsung T-Mobile, which yep. is exciting. Yeah, and it's a it's a flip, baby. It's a flip phone. It's a flip phone. They get a little clue about what's coming up next. Guess what? It's going to be a challenge of some kind. Woo! Um, everyone's kind of talking around the house. There's this buzz about what's exile, what's exile, and we don't really understand it. You know, TJ kind of mentioned it in the beginning. He alluded to if you lose, you go to exile. Um, we learn in the this episode. Episode, that it's basically like you're going into um, an elimination you're going yeah. into purgatory yeah you're going that's what it is we get a little interview with ev where uh she says i'm calling the shots i love all this gusto we get from ev yeah. little 18 year old ev coral and evan they're doing a little joint interview where they're like no one can beat us we eat babies um, Katie is drunkenly talking to Eric. I, I made us rewind this and watch it. It really didn't make much sense. And then Wes is, um, he's talking to Casey and he's saying, listen, athletically, you're worthless. This is his partner. Athletically, you're worthless. We have to hide that from everyone. Don't talk to Coral. Don't avoid people that you would have avoided in high school. Because we have to, we have to not let them catch on to the fact that you are a layup. Now I'll say this: at the end of this episode, we get a tag after the show is over, and you get Coral 
talking to Casey mm-hmm. and talking, laughing about how it took her 22 minutes to get over a wall. Yeah. Something tells me that this conversation with Wes and Casey happened immediately following there because Wes was over there. I think he pulled her aside and be like, don't just let people talk. Like, don't just let people say that you're awful in it and, yeah. and have it be like the thing in the house. Yeah. Strategically, that's not good. They're going to think we're weak. Didn't we see like. But let me just say this. He says it in the shittiest way you could ever say it. I mean, yeah. really. Bo- I mean, he said you're athletically worthless. Yes. He's just awful to her. Because I'm, I'm like, is he nagging her? But his girlfriend's there. Right. So he's just being a dick. Yeah. And he's kind of like this for the majority of his run on this show. Why did you like him so much? Because eventually there's a turn. He becomes the underdog where everybody hates him. He's unable to break through. And then, of course, as you guys know now with the amount of skulls that this man had on the side of his helmet, he has to get thrown into elimination and he wins over and over and over and over again on different seasons. So, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, you eventually pull for the guy. I mean, he's just, you can't beat him. I mean, this is sort of uh, Kenny versus Wes ends up being sort of something that, um, you know, you, you uh, is a rivalry, one of the top rivalries on this franchise. And, uh, you know, you get Kenny getting a lot of sound bites of being like, this guy's like a friggin' roach. You can't kill him. Like, there's a lot of that stuff. Mm. They just keep trying to get him out. Because um, he's dangerous. He's strategically dangerous. Well, he's not yet. Not now yet. he's just a little punk with a mohawk making out with his girlfriend and creeping everybody out. So we're still in this episode. We're still partying. I can't believe how much like this episode was just partying and then people talking to each other at the party and then ha- people giving interviews to the camera at the party. At this point, this next scene is Coral talking to Evelyn and she's like, I'm going to see your ass in Girls Gone Wild in a year. What? What a misread. I'll tell you. What a misread. Really? Coral is like incredibly obnoxious. Um, so far, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I on know this show on this particular episode. In this particular episode, yeah. um, that brings us to the morning where everyone's kind of dressed in their um, their challenge gear. Wes and Danny they're cutting off their sleeves of their shirts, I guess, to look cool. Everybody gets on a bus. They're going somewhere. They go into a building and then an elevator. And now all of a sudden, it's my worst nightmare. They're on top of an 80-story building. And they're going to have to walk a plank-type balance beam. Ugh. It's high, folks. Um, you know, they don't do this stuff anymore, do they, Ash? We were talking. We, we both had this thought while we were watching. And I think we had it for different reasons. I... I'm not a fan of heights. I don't like heights. And so these older seasons of the challenge, whenever I watch them, there's always like a heights thing. And it, it really disturbs me. And and when this one popped on, I, I thought to myself, oh, I'm so thankful they don't do this anymore. And then you looked at me and you said, they must be worried about someone getting a hurt. And I said, let's talk about it on the pod. I said dying. Because uh, people get hurt. I, I, I think that... Um, yeah, I mean, there's no safety net here. I mean, they're on a bungee cord, but that shit could just snap or malfunction or the gears, something happen. could be bad news. Now, everything's high, but it's over water. And a lot of the times you, I think, an, uh, now I'm thinking through it, another possible reason for these, like, extreme heights things where they're, like, on the scaling the side of a building, um, you know, they may be in a part of the country the way they kind of sequester them now that there aren't just skyscrapers to mess around with. And the other thing is it's it it's when people fall off the thing, they kind of just bungee a little bit. They're not you know, they are. It's incredibly dangerous and scary. But at home, we don't really get that. We're like, oh, wow, they're being hung over. But now when they do these things, when they're like walking or jumping from car to car over a over a. Uh, a piece of water a a body of water you get to see the falls and the terrible falls that happen Mm, when mm -hmm. they do three backflips and belly flop and that is kind of more action to see people actually fall off the platform you know 20 feet and then actually hit the water you don't actually get to see anybody wipe out in this challenge and even though this challenge you know um is incredibly scary how high they are and 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 all of the things that could go wrong and dealing with the heights it's doesn't come off on television that awesome. They're like tiptoeing on a 
on a little plank and doing 360 and walking back. It's, it's just not that exciting. TJ explains that you will be um, you will be partnered. You will be tied to your partner back to back. You have a plank to walk. You have to get to the end of the plank. Then you have to do a full 365 degree turn. Then you have to turn back, walk back. Whoever does that in the least amount of time wins you're right it's not that exciting because we're just walking we're just watching them walk like six feet on this plank but there is something and and i want to get to the bottom of it so if you know listener write us tell us why don't they do these extreme height challenges anymore is it just because it's not as entertaining as watching someone fall into the water like nick said or is it a legal issue are they scared someone's gonna die i think it's i think they're scared someone's gonna die so basically, um, before we get into this challenge, you should know that it is called Stuck on Me because the two partners are connected to each other. You should also know that watching TJ in these early seasons, ugh, I love him, but nothing is more stiff than TJ trying to explain the rules. There will be a balance beam. You will be back to back. You have to do a three. You know what I mean? It's just so. I mean, it feels like like right under the camera line. Like there's like a producer like standing there and like feeding him his lines. Don't forget to say 365 turns. I mean, really, it's so stuttered and segmented in the way that it's uh, shown here. It's just like, boy, oh, boy. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's he's working the kinks out. You know, like there's a lot of like, you know, like. Yeah, and, like, if you win, you'll win. You know what I mean? Like, or if it's, like, and if you get to the end, one, so there's going to be, there'll probably be a winner. Like, you're, like, there's a lot of weird ways that he, it's just, like, it's kind of, like, what we like about TJ, but also is, like, an anomaly on, like, why they let this guy host a television show. It's just, like, he's so chill and Gen X and relaxed and, like, extreme. And but then it, you walk to the end. He's, like, an idiot, but, like, so chill that it doesn't matter. You know, it's, like... I don't know. He's come a long way. Uh, I mean, the ownership of this show has not happened yet for TJ. He's quite literally just kind of like one of the kids kind of hosting right. the show. It's like a it's a one off. He's not part of the institution. Right. I mean, he, he, you know, you know, you're not going to hear him say my final in season 12. No, I God don't even no. know if there's going to be a final. I don't even know what happens. And you know what? I got to say, while we were watching TJ and just sort of like commenting um, on how stiff he sounds, I think everyone's interviews are stiff. Like, Bad, except for a few people. But you're right. I would say the majority of the interviews are so stiff and not done well. These people are not savvy. They're not used to this. I mean, the challenge has come so far. You're, yeah. We're really watching its like awkward teen years and, is you know, what it feels like. It's And the people who succeed in coming back on this show for the, and become stars on this show are incredible at the interviews. Yeah. And right from the beginning. And I'm talking Evan. I'm talking Wes. Uh, I'm, I'm talking Kenny. We haven't gotten... We got maybe one interview from Kenny. But even his introduction of being like talking about how he's going to be the best looking guy in the house. Like, yeah. there's something about him when he talks. He's just able to do it. There is nobody, and I'm going to say nobody, that has ever been as good on the mic for this show in the interview room or just being able to narrate this show than Evan. Evan gets so much time in these first two episodes. Because he's so good at explaining what has happened, what he's going to do, what he's worried about in a way that feels like it's in the moment, even though we know he's done this way later. Mm. Um, I mean, and he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't come in fully to his own. Eventually, Wes gets there. But the way Wes talks about the game and the way you should be thinking about the game and the politics and the strategy, he's above and beyond a whole bunch of people on this show. My God, we got an interview with Johanna where she just looked like a deer in headlights. Oh, man. It seems like a couple of these people like were about to cry. It's, like <laughs> It is. And it's they're, they're talking slow, and their eyes are all big, and yeah. it's like, are you being held hostage? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. TJ explains that in this Stuck on Me challenge, whoever wins will pick the pair that goes into exile. Again, that is an elimination test type situation um and that the 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 pair that wins will pick like i said sorry i'm repeating myself the pair that wins will pick the the couple who go into exile but the house will pick 
the other team they go up against. Now, how are they going to decide order, you're asking? Well, of course, it's going to be the lottery machine. Bring out that little lottery <laughs> ball again. TJ's going to crank that lottery I machine. I can't believe that not only did we see that little lottery ball once, but they brought it out again 80 stories high on a building. It's wild. <laughs> it looks like something you would see at like a flea market for 40 bucks, and you'd be like, that looks like a cool piece of Americana. Now, you can't get too upset about this because I know that you and maybe even me on the past couple of seasons and other of the fans have been like, well, what's the order? How'd they pick the fucking order? Totally. How'd they get the pairs? We're seeing the behind the scenes of I all love this. It. And it is does feel so kind of janky. But And it's also like, we have 21 minutes to get through this episode <laughs> and you're going to show us that little lottery ball twice <laughs> and TJ turning it and picking a ball out. It's pretty wild. But, you know, I mean, you get you get what you ask for. I mean, that's it. He pulls Coral's name, which means that Coral and Evan get to make the lineup. Um, they put Tanya and Johnny first, and guess what? They put themselves last. Smart. I mean, we all know that's, that is the way to do it. You want to see how everybody else does it, and then you want to take all of the good ideas, put them together, and be last. And Coral and Evan right now already looking like the favorites here. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that there's nothing really remarkable to say about this challenge. I mean, I'll give you some little quips. Um, when they're out on the balance beam, Tanya's partner, Johnny, says Tanya's actions worry me. That was something that I noticed. Um, Derek and Diem, they are cute. I noticed that. <laughs> um, Darrell's scared of heights. Didn't know that. So there's not much to report on because they're literally just walking six feet out. They're turning around in a, in a circle. They're coming back. Kenny almost doesn't turn fully around. Woo! That was yeah. like a big thing. And then it was also like uh, you got to keep your feet beyond this like tape to make sure that the 360 yeah. is full. Many times pe the feet were not above beyond the tape and TJ was like, watch those feet. And then yeah. they're like kind of scoot them over and they're like, all right, you're good. <laughs> yeah. And they, it's like almost like they didn't care and the rules didn't really apply that much. And put it this way, like the winner, and we'll tell you the winner in a second, was it took them 14 seconds to do this. I mean, it did not take long. And then like the people who took a long time, it was like 30 seconds. No, so, some people took three minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice because that. Because yeah. some people were having anxieties that they were having to overcome just being up there so high. Yeah. But the winning team blew through this in 14 seconds and it was Evan and Coral. Wow. They are our winners. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. They go have like a little talk to decide who they're going to put in. And they're like, obviously, it's got to be someone from this Austin cast. We can't have four people from one season on the show. And that's when Evan says, let's pick Wes. Wow. Already he's targeted Wes. That mm. is his target here. And the games begin. Now, let me say this right now. I stopped this show to realize that, uh, hey, wow, the incumbent uh, season, which was the Austin season, is being targeted. It's such a faction in the house. I have just started watching Big Brother season seven and the incumbent season because it's an all star season. It's one of the only it's the only all star season besides the one that's airing now. Twenty two. The incumbent season is season six, obviously, because I was watching season seven. And those people have a big alliance because there's like six of them in the house or four of them in the house, something like that. And they are targeted. And then when I was like, wow, I watched an episode last night of that. Now I'm watching this and I'm like, it feels so similar. And then I checked the date. It's the same year. 2006 is a big year. It's crazy. And Nick you know was what? doing stand up. He was at Hofstra, maybe. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's a uh, it, it's it's pretty wild uh, here. Um, how long ago this was, but it's good to know that we're watching a season where um, people are aware of strategy in this way. It's when we go back to like old seasons of some of these big franchises where strategy and numbers and politicking sort of uh, hold court. Um, I never like when we go so far back that it that nobody's thinking of that. You know, I, I like to start with a season or watch seasons in which people are playing a game in a smart way. And Evan being fresh meat, being a sexy, fresh piece of meat coming into this house with Coral, great pick, great pair, immediately recognizing, even though he's a rookie, he's, uh, he's recognizing the fact that we have to break this shit up, and that is the strategy game we have to play. So kudos to him. I mean, he wasn't the only person that said it, but he's thinking already. I mean, and, and, and maybe the reason why he's so good at talking, so athletic, so fast, and good at strategy might be 
because he's a 20-year-old boy from Canada. He's Canadian, Ash. That has nothing to do with it. Okay. What, you know, someone else is talking about strategy. Hmm. So TJ explains the rules. The house is going to pick the team that Wes is going to go against um, in exile. Wes and Casey, that's his partner. And then we have a little strategy talk from Wes. He says, I want to go against Shane and Lynette. I think I can beat them. I just, I, I know I have the Austin block voting for me. I just need to get another two, another pair to vote Shane and Lynette. I'm going to go after Tanya. We see them talking on the bus, Tanya and Wes. Wes is like yep I sealed the deal and then there's uh, a kind of an interview from Danny being like yeah Wes decided to make an alliance and he went and talked to Tanya and I was like oh that's a tone change and then Wes uh, cuts to an interview with Wes where he kind of smacks his head and it is teasing us that Wes talking to Tanya is a mistake yeah it's teasing that to us and because this is only a 20 minute episode of television immediately we find out why no, we don't. That's how the episode ends, oh. and we get credits, and then after the credits are playing, like, as the credits are playing, we see this scene with Coral um, giving, you know, Wes's partner, Casey, shit about yeah. just being bad yeah. athletically. Folks, that's the end of this episode. I know. Surprising. We don't get an elimination? Crazy. Well, these are half-hour episodes, so I guess that's how it used to go. Boy, oh boy, do I forget. Um, folks, are you, are you hooked? Are you hooked? Well, get on over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Sign up for the $5 blowness tier, and you're going to get the second episode. You're going to get every single episode. Every Thursday, we're going to be dropping two a week. So if you want to hear what happens on the second episode of this show and you want to hear our reaction to it, get on over there. Uh, and if you don't, eh, whatever. We'll talk to you on Monday. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to start this whole deal. And uh, we, as always, uh, may TJ uh, have his hat cocked 19 degrees to the left. And may that hat be repping Monster Energy because it was, y'all. Okay? I, I, was, <laughs> I really got to get a Monster Energy It was hat. a Monster Energy trucker hat. But uh, uh, he, he does show up uh, in the next episode with a sweet Schwinn bike shirt, which Ooh. actually pretty cool. Folks, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.